Hello and welcome to the huddle. Big day today. The Boomers over USA, 91-83. That's a two-game winning streak over the US just quietly for our men's national team. And uh, this is the Instant Reaction Pod. Got Andrew Bogut, the Aussie basketball legend, host of Rogue Bogues, of course, uh, coming on for a chat. We're going to talk about... The game, the lineups, what we're doing offensively, what we're doing defensively, what that game, that win means for our campaign. And we're going to get the big fellas' thoughts. So sit back, relax. Up next, Andrew Bogan. All right, Bogues is here. We are literally minutes after the Boomers just beat Team USA in uh, their second warm-up game. For the Tokyo Olympics, Bogues, 91, 83. Uh, what are your instant reactions? Yeah, a really good second half for us. Um, I think a, a really good adjustment from game one. I think uh, I felt like we were real ISO ball based in game one. And um, yeah, some really good adjustments. Having, having Nick K actually play some of that high post late in that game. We got, you know, a kind of gripe I had in the first game. And I put it down to it being the first game and probably not showing too much was we, we didn't get a lot of easy looks, a lot of easy baskets with the amount of shooting we had out there. And today we did exactly that. Paddy Mills getting some curl backdoor layups, Joey slipping. Um, the US were, you know, switching one through five for the whole game. And we we punished, we punished that defense throughout the game. So it was it was a really good performance by us. But on the flip side, the USA look shaky. They mm. are, you know, they're 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 exactly what I thought we were first game they're, they're really isolation based and there's not a lot of movement out there it, it ends up being here dame here katie get us a bucket so very interesting game but um you know obviously we are in a great position right now and and we're on a two-game winning streak against <laughs> basketball so that's good times that's what it is no doubt about it everything changed after halftime the second quarter really shaky we had about a five-minute stretch there where we scored four points um, and we got down by nine and it was all what you were talking about just then. Very isolation, not a lot of movement. And then what happened in that third quarter? It looked a lot more at the offensive end like it has in recent campaigns. And you talk about Nick at that high post, Jock as well a little bit. I felt like there was less hesitation to hit that guy and play off that. So some more pistol action and the like. And then as a result, 32 to 18 in that, third quarter Chris Golding had a big impact in that regard as well um what do you think was the conversation there in that in that locker room at halftime I don't even know if it was a conversation I, I probably have a hunch that we're not showing everything um especially in that first game I mean I know Gorge likes to keep those cards in his pocket and now there's an argument for and against that if you don't do it now you get enough reps if you do it now you get scattered and people know know your stuff right so we didn't really show much of that high post split action in game one. Uh, we showed a whole lot more of it today. And, and, and that's, that's perfect because um, you know, the drags, the transition pick and roll that will dry up in fever when it becomes half court orientated, where you're not, you're not in your flow and the open floor and you got to have alternate options. And today, you know, we're starting to show that we have a lot of, a lot of different options and, and Goulding today was, was huge. Um, he was, that's a role I envisioned for him on mm. the, you know, throughout his career is, is that um, Jamal Crawford type role where mm -hmm. we're going to throw you in, you make your first couple of shots, you're playing 15 to 20. You don't, you're playing five to six. And he's that spark plug where you just throw in and you look, you just, you know, there's no shackles on him when he gets in there. You, you just let him gun 
and gives you a scoring punch, especially when, you know, Patty and Joey are getting a, a small break on the bench. This started with you, mate. You started this. When this, this mentality, this attitude, this mental approach for our national team of we're going for gold. Yes, we know that means saying we feel like we can beat Team USA. We, when we went and played, we played that game against Team USA. We lost. You had the interview post-game and you made it no bones about it that there's no, you know, people at home might be proud of our effort. We're trying to win these games. And now you can see it. We saw it last year when, or two years ago at Marvel Stadium with you guys on the floor. You could see it every moment of this game today. Those guys aren't trying to hang with that team or, or try to not get blow out. They're trying to win. Yeah, that's a mentality you to have. Um, and it was probably, you know, in 2016 when I had that interview, people still didn't fully believe it. It was kind of like, oh, yeah, it's just Bogues being controversial, just, you know, going against the grain. But we we had a belief that we can beat Team USA. We can beat anyone on our given day, especially in Olympic basketball and the World Cup and FIBA basketball. It's one game, you know, and, and we've been on both ends of that where one game can derail your tournament and one game can set you up for a gold medal match. And that's the beauty of it. So, look, could we could we beat Team USA in a seven-game series? you probably probably take the under on that because that's a tough team to beat in seven games. But on any given night, like we saw today, um, they're beatable. And, and we, we've had that mentality the last couple of campaigns. I think it's rubbing off on um, even the younger guys coming into the squad. And, and then, you know, you look at some of the pieces we've picked up now. Um, Matisse Thibault, to me, has been amazing. Mm. God, I think we've found something with him at the four spot, which... Mm-hmm. I kind of picked a starting lineup, which was pretty much exactly that with um, potentially Matisse at the four and then either Landale or Baines at the five. And that's a tough lineup because we can now go to that one through five switching lineup. But he's brought more offensively than I thought he would. He's athletic, runs a wing. He's getting out in transition. Um, and he's shooting shooting the piss out of the three ball helps, right? You know, mm-hmm. he hasn't shown that as much in Philly. So I'm more excited for Matisse. I think the other pieces we know, Patty's going to score the ball. Joey's going to play make. Jock does what he does, Golding, Bainsey. But Matisse, that piece adding in there, that's probably what excites me most about watching this team. For sure. That that possession, that block he had on KD late was a massive play for us. There were a few plays where I lost my biscuits during that game. <laughs> the, the kick out three, Dwop Reith knocking that down. I felt like that was a big play. Chris on the buzzer was massive. And, um, and that block from Dewop, of course. Uh, and then I started getting super psyched in that third quarter when, um, when we started moving more and we started to get those slip out buckets at the rim because there was nothing easy in that first half. What, what were your thoughts on, on the bigs? Jock, lots of minutes in the first half, not so much in the second. Dewop got a much bigger run because Bainesy went down. And then Nick Kay today, 25 minutes. A lot of those smaller lineups with Thibault at the four late when Nick K at the five. How, how did you feel about the bigs in that, in that game today? Yeah, I think it was good. I think, I think Gorge is probably trying some things out as well in these lead-up games, you know, just to figure out lineups and whatnot. And Nick didn't play a lot in the first game, neither did, did Goulding. So um, I think we found something with Nick at the five. You know, mm. I think he played a lot more four in 19, didn't play a whole lot of five. I don't think he played much five at all, to be honest with you. And I think with Matisse at the four, you can. There's so many things you can do because of Matisse's length. You're not you're not too concerned if Matisse gets switched onto a five, and um, and Nick's kind of smart enough and has a high enough basketball IQ where he's not the quickest guy in the world, but he's gonna he's gonna know the scouting report, kind of like a, a Delhi version of a big, and he's gonna push you to take a shot that you know is, is in the scouting report you don't want to take. So 
Um, Jock, Jock's had his flashes. He's still trying to settle in. Obviously, playing his strengths are a bit more on the block, but some some good offensive rebounds, some some good roles from him. Um, but yeah, the Bainsey one is big. Hopefully, you know, hopefully it's nothing serious. I reckon it's just a knee on knee and might be a, a couple of day thing. But you never want to carry an injury into an Olympics. But we, we need Bainsey firing mainly for those those bigger European teams that have a five that will will wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like keeping Nick and Jock at the five for long stretches of that. Mm-hmm. So Baines is a, a huge piece that hopefully can, can get healthy. And Nick looks a little more, he looks really comfortable catching off those elbows, you know, yeah. playing in, in, that, in those possessions and those sets that you obviously executed so beautifully for us. He, do you think of the group? He's the one that looks, he's quick on those cuts as he flashes to the ball. He knows the handoffs and, and where to go on those actions. Yeah, and that was the question um, with obviously having myself out of the lineup that was a big part of our offense was once we got into the nitty gritty of half court fever was to be able to just relax, throw it into the big, have cutters. And it was like, that's not really Bainsey's strength. He's mm-hmm. more, you know, a brute down there and, and a three point spacer jocks more on the block. So it was that question of who's going to be that guy. I don't think that's Reith. And, and it has, like you said, it's eventuated now. Um, you can have jock up there, but jock's strength is still pick and roll post. Um, whereas I think K's strength is, catching it back to the basket at the elbow and, and and feeding those backdoor passes and whatnot. And kind of had that similar role with Perth during their championship run with Bryce and whatnot out of the flex where he'd be making a lot of those decisions late mm. in the shot clock. So mm. they've found something there that they can go to um, late in games. The starting lineup, um, same starting group this time with Jock and Bainsey up front, Dally, Patty and Joe. Uh, we're seeing a lot, as you say, of those smaller lineups with Matisse. We got Patty, Joe, Matisse, a big whoever that may be, and a ball handler, whoever that may be, Dali, Dante, whoever it is. You you like the idea of just sticking with this starting lineup or would you like to see him mix it up at, at some point to have a look at it? I think it'll stay the same just because the continuity of that group's play together the longest. And then I think Matisse will just be an early, he'll be an early entry into into that that lineup, I think. Um, whether Bainsey gets in foul trouble or Jock or they want to change things up, I think he'll come in for one of those guys early. And then we'll see that guy come back later in the quarter potentially. But I think just keep it right now. I, I wouldn't change it too much. Um, and, you know, it's, it's working. We're playing playing very good basketball. But, yeah, I mean, Gorge, Gorge has some tough decisions. There's a lot of talent on that roster. Um, Dante Exum's looked really good as well. Mm. He's played. He looks to be moving really well. Looks like he's put that injury bug behind him and, and just looks like he's in shape. He's cut, he's chiseled, um, which we haven't seen from him the last couple of years just because he's battled so many injuries. But he looks like... He's, he's gone out there to kick some ass. So you like to see that. And Dwight Reith's been a, a pleasant surprise as well. Mm-hmm. A, a rare shot-blocking three-point shooter. You don't see many of those these days. So it's either one or the other. So big for the lineup as well. Nice little cameo from your man X in the fourth quarter as well. Yeah, he got in there as well, obviously, with the Bainsey being down. So he's a guy that I had on as a fringe. He'd be close to making the squad and or a tough cut. And fortunately, he's in the emergency squad. But you know, he brings that... That um, one through five switching role as well, you know, long, athletic, does a lot of intangibles. So, you know, uh, he's, he's definitely um, a guy that, you know, is a tough cut for him, but he could, could be there if there's an injury. Hopefully there isn't, but, you know, it's not a, not a bad guy to have as your, as your injury replacement guy. I don't see Brock there on the bench at all. Josh Giddy, yes, we saw X hit the floor. Is, do you know if he's, is he still around the group? I think he's gone. I think he's gone home. Yeah. yeah. He's probably realized that maybe X is in front of him. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm 
believe I believe he's gone back to I don't know if he's come to Australia or if he's gone to Lithuania. But okay. I mean, you can't, you, look, you can't fault a guy for doing that. Um, he hasn't made the team. Probably doesn't have a doesn't think he's a high chance to even replace. He might be the fifteenth out of the fifteen. So he thought, you know, I'm not going to hang around for another three or four weeks. Um, I'm going to spend it with my family. So that's just the unfortunateness of of that. What do you think that win? You know, we had the emotional win in uh, in at crunch time uh, the other day. But what do you think that win against Team USA today does for our campaign? I think it helps, but it's not... I, what I liked about it was when we beat them a couple of years ago, obviously it was history setting. Mm. Um, there was 50,000 people at, at Marvel Stadium. So a bit of a different beast, but it looked like it was just business as usual for us. Like mm. I, I, watched, I wanted to see the guys' reactions after the game. A few little fist pumps, shake hands, back to the locker room. We've got a bigger job and that's exactly what you want. Um, I think that worked out you know, perfectly. Mm. Um, uh, you look at the rotations. We talked, we talked about a couple of those guys there. Joe, I want to talk about Joe because when we talked about how in the first half, the um, how stagnant things were, it looked a little like it did the other day, but we saw a whole bunch of Joe as ball handler, as playmaker, double drags for him in transition, comes off shooting that thing. Now we, I think we, it's clear we prefer as a group all of that ball and play movement that we saw in the second half. But at times, we look great when he is aggressive like that with the ball, snaking off pick and rolls and, and making plays. Yeah, no, look, I don't, I'm not an advocate for playing that, that half-court share the ball style the whole game. There's, there's, there's ebbs and flows in the game. So we want to we wanna attack in transition. I really like the pace we played with in game one. Um, and we, we kind of had a good hybrid in game two this this last game but yeah joey's a great playmaker i mean it's it's i felt like the jazz i felt like his role was diminished as soon as conley would be in the lineup and healthy joe's role was diminished on that jazz team where i think they could have used him more um but yeah now i mean you can play patty then at the, essentially the two are off the ball you can take Daly out put in some more shooting like golding and then have joey essentially be the point the point forward and it creates a lot of problems. He's, he's a very smart player, high basketball IQ, makes the right decision, doesn't turn it over a lot. Um, but, you know, the three ball for him with the national team is the one that he needs to find. And, and it looks like it's it's coming, it's coming more confidently to him with the national team. Whereas in 19, it was, you know, he just didn't shoot it as well for, for whatever reason, right? But I think this campaign, it looks like he's... Um, He's shooting it much better. I know in, in game one, he knocked one down and gave the little prayer. Up. <laughs> so, so it's definitely something he's kind of, it's in his head a little bit. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think he's a 40, 50% three-point shooter. So I've always told Joey, like, mate, if you're 0 for 10, I still want you shooting the next 10 because it's going to even itself out in the long run. Looks like he's shooting the ball well. well. Do you give the same message to Bainsey? One of seven from long range in that first game, sort of put it away and only played a couple of minutes to start this one. It, it, keep letting it fly? Uh, yeah, I mean, Bainsey's a different beast. The problem with Bainsey, because he's at the five, the four or five spot, there's, there's times where you just, you have to roll, um, you know, so it's, you want, Bainsey's a very good three-point shooter as well, but the difference being that he's not a perimeter player. So sometimes when teams go to that one through five switching lineup, if, if you're just constantly popping, mm-hmm. Just it's easy to it's easy to figure out what's going on. It's kind of like the Milwaukee Bucks with Brook Lopez. He's, mm. he's had dominant games throughout the playoffs where he's mixed in a few roles, and then it just it just messes up what the defense is doing. It's like, hey, you're not supposed to do that. Like, why are you rolling all of a sudden? And I think I think we need a mix from Baines. If it's just a steady diet of one or the other, um, I don't I don't like it as much. But I, I mean, I think most of the guys in that group are comfortable with Baines 
means he's shooting those threes. And let's not forget, he hasn't played a lot of basketball the last mm. three or four months, five months. So now he's starting to find his legs a little bit and it might take him a game or two. What's the experience for you like watching this group in a game like that today? Oh, it's, it's good and bad. It's bittersweet, you know. Um, it's, it's, you know, something that I was a part of, kind of like you said, getting that, that culture to a winning mentality of we're going to the games to win. We're not going to, we're not aiming for bronze. We're aiming for gold. And so it's bittersweet in that aspect, but couldn't be happier, you know. I think just that sprinkling of the youth that we've added with Matisse and Josh Green and, you know, um, a few other guys, Dwight Reith and whatnot, I think has just instilled some more energy into our group. And, and they're not just they're not just young players to be there. They're actually major contributors to, to winning basketball games. I was mentioning before how I lost my biscuits a couple of times. Legit freaked out my dog a couple <laughs> of times. He was curled up on his little beanbag in the lounge room next to me. And uh, I think, I don't know what play it was. A couple of times I lost I lost it and he I had to put him outside. So, mate, it's best you just go outside. <laughs> For you, is there, are there a couple of sneaky little fist bumps on some of those big plays? Like, is there some just kind of green and gold fandom going on? A little bit, but I don't look, I'm kind of a cynic to, to an extent around practice games. Like I, I kind of don't get too high, don't get too low with them. Mm -hmm. Just, try to, you know, because the real games are going to start obviously in, in, in less than a couple of weeks time. And um, I think our pool is tougher than people think. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's not, we don't have a standout other than Australia, but those three teams, Nigeria has had a hell of a run. Germany will be tough. They've got good shooting. Um you know, so, and, and then Italy, you just don't know. That's a mixed bag. It's an unknown mixed bag. So it's not, not the, not the toughest group, but just an intriguingly unknown group. So um, yeah, once those games start, we start making big shots and making runs. I think I'll be off the couch much more. And we've um, and tournament play as well. Like one slip up at the wrong time. And we saw for so long with the boomers mm -hmm. um, an early loss, you know, that just put us behind the eight ball and made things difficult moving forward and that's oh, you with the us yeah <laughs> and that's gonna be nigeria i mean yeah. that that first game what again they come out today they smack argentina they look terrific what, what are your what's your take on on them after their first couple of showings and how we might match up with them tomorrow it'll be a tough matchup because they're well tomorrow is going to be the ultimate chess game though let's mm. let's, let's talk about that because whenever you play a team that's in your pool in friendlies like i wouldn't be surprised if we rest a bunch of guys tomorrow and we mm -hmm. actually bring in the three emergency or two emergency guys now and they'll play minutes so we, I, I wouldn't be surprised especially being a back-to-back -back. i think maybe patty gets a rest maybe joey um mm -hmm. wouldn't surprise me but it'll be a chess game where we're we're probably just going to play an open gym style i don't think the result's going to matter i don't think we want to show too much but, you know, Nigeria has always been an intriguing... A lot of these African nations are very intriguing teams because they're athletic, they've got length, um, but it just never was well-organized. It was always kind of just helter-skelter kind of open street ball style with no real structure. Now you got Mike Brown there, who's known as a hard-nosed coach, disciplinarian, and runs a tight structure. He's coaching those guys, and, and it's like, wow, this is, this is what it should look like with the bodies and athleticism you have on that national team in Nigeria. So... Um, I've been kind of intrigued by them and their length and athleticism, and I think they'll give us trouble. So the most important thing for us is to finish first in our pool. But if we don't, it's to be the best place second team with the way the, the this strange new fever um, pooling works to go to the quarterfinals. If you finish, you know, because the three first places and the, the best ranked second place go into mm -hmm. a pool, mm. That'll be with USA. So then you won't meet USA again if you get out of that that pot to the to the gold medal match. So that's kind of the, the strategy to go. If, if you finish anywhere below there, then 
you're, you're facing USA in an earlier round. Right, right. Um, uh, what was he? What was he going to ask? Oh, if we get a little cagey, it's probably more going to be at the offensive end and with rotations, not so much defensively, right? Because um, I felt I've been impressed with where we've been at defensively in the previous game against Argentina for sure. While the offense was kind of clunking along, and then today, like in that second half. Whereas we had long dry stretches offensively in that second quarter, we gave them some down the stretch. Really, I mean, the rotations, the scramble, that huge possession late that resulted in Delhi picking it off. What have you made of us defensively over these first couple of warm-up games? Yeah, it's been a good mix. I think um, Gorge is notorious for, for times it's gone to random change-ups and junk-ups. And I think that's what you have to do. If you give a steady diet of one thing, it's, it's very easy to, to kind of figure that out over the ebbs and flows of a game, especially good high IQ basketball players like the USA have. So I think we just we just mixed it up. At times we were switching one through five. At times we were half blitzing with Jock and then he'd get back to his man. At times we'd show hard. At times we'd go on, you know, so it was just a really good mix rather than a steady diet. And I think that was, you know, the USA just never looked comfortable. And I think that, uh, they looked poor. I mean, Pop, I think Pop's been heavily outcoached his first two games, in my opinion. Um, I, I think he's... I just don't know what's going on. Like he's not a guy that historically is throw it to a guy to get us a bucket. You know, they just, it just, I don't know if they haven't fully bought in or what's going on there, but it looks very, very clunky right now for them. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's, let's glance a little bit more towards tomorrow. You talk about maybe we, we, we mess around with the rotations a little bit and the like, um, uh, maybe a chance for Josh Giddy to get out there and get some run. Yeah, potentially, potentially. So um, like I said, I've, I'm just guessing and spitballing here, but, yeah, it'd be, if I was Brian Gorgian, I'd go back and say we've had two good hitouts. It's three games in four days. Paddy Mills is 32. Joey's about the same age. Um, Baines is banged up. So those three guys I would probably bet won't play. And if they do, it might be a, you know, you're going to play the first couple of minutes and then jump out. But yeah, I think we'll see Josh. I think I think X will play some more minutes. Um, well, Josh and Josh will see. I think um, we'll see both of, both of them. And yeah, I just I just like it. I think it's it's just good to give some some guys a bit of a run, and I'll just I'll just be real cognizant on resting our guys. There's no point trying to go out there and win a game against all in to win a game against Nigeria, who are in your pool anyway. Um, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll kind of relax the troops a little bit. The kind of counter argument, of course, is kind of momentum, you know, and trying to continue to build and 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 create on the momentum that you've got a game winning you know, basket to, in warm-up game one, you beat Team USA and you want to keep piling on wins. You would balance that out to say, yes, of course, when we're out there, we're trying to do what we've got to do, but let's make sure we keep some things, aces up the sleeve as well. Yeah, it's a tough conversation. There's the other one that's saying, like, we want to we want to beat the crap out of Nigeria tomorrow to set the example for what they're going to face in the pool round. Mm. But, you know, that's all great. And then a guy goes down, gets hurt, and then you're like, oh, we should have done that. I think you always try to, preserve health when you can in games that don't matter. And we see it at times in, in you know, we did it in the NBL with Will Weaver, um, teams do it in the NBA a lot. It's hated, but it's a strategic play. You'd rather have, you want all your cattle out there when the games matter. Um, I'd take that over a little bit of momentum, you know, um, 10, 15 days out from, from Olympic games. Was that a factor down the stretch in um, the last campaign? You know, when, when we, you, those guys, you know, especially Patty and Joe and Dally had to log a lot of minutes over the course of a whole bunch of games there. Do you, do you feel like we ran out of legs a little bit and then having a longer-term vision at this point it would benefit in that regard? 
Yeah, I think we did to an extent. It's just the, the way we played. I mean, Delhi was Delhi one game was cramping so bad where yeah. he couldn't even sit. You know, he was having the pickle juice and just he was like his whole body was in spasm. And he's he's kind of notorious for playing himself to exhaustion. That's just the way he plays. He, he did it in the final series um, when we won it the first year. Um, but yeah, it's tough. It's you know, factor in in China, the travel was just an absolute circus. It was like you know, we'll told two hour bus trip and then it would take five and a half hours, you know. So there was a lot going on behind the scenes that people didn't know and guys were just fatigued, right? So I like our rotation. It's much deeper. And in these practice games, like I said, you want to you want to buy that time so it doesn't happen again. Um, but yeah, Daly's Daly's one of those guys that like even if they try to tell him to tone it back a little bit and preserve some legs, he just can't play like that. So he'd almost forget. It's just an autopilot thing for him. And then three minutes later, he's subbing out cramping again. Hmm. Um, he's been big though. Like the numbers in these first couple of games, you know, he's not obviously putting up big scoring numbers, knocking down shots, but it's setting the tone defensively, getting up the floor. He's had a couple of possessions where he's actually just impacted the ball to, to the extent of just causing a turnover. People talking about the starting lineup, maybe bring Matisse in, put Daly to the bench. Do you, is there's a, maybe a little of an underappreciation for the kind of impact he has in running that team and setting the tone defensively. Oh, for stat watchers, it is. That's that's you know people that just print out a stat sheet after the game, be like, Daly had two and two. Oh, why is he playing? It's like you got to watch a game. He picks up yeah. full court. He annoyed. He, he was annoying the crap out of Lewis for most of the night. Mm. He's key steal late in the game. Um, and it's lineups, right? Like if you you know Daly doesn't need to shoot the ball. We can play 35 minutes without taking a shot. So he's valuable when you've got Joe Ingles, when you've got Paddy Mills, and you've got a big Bainsey that obviously wants the ball at times. And then Jock, he's got to keep all those guys happy. And I think he does a good job of that. And then you take him out of the game, then you can move Joey over. So if you put Matisse in that lineup for Delhi, then you're putting pressure on either Paddy or Joey need predominant ball carrier duties. You're wearing them down earlier in a game. So I like it. I think you keep it as it is right now. You know, if Ben was playing, different story. I think then, then I think Daly does go to the bench and Ben plays the one point forward, and then you got some lineup changes there. That that you know, definitely, I would agree with that. But yeah, as as of now, I think the lineup's fine, and then I think it's just up to Gorge, depending on how soon he gets Matisse in or how soon he he changes up um, the rotation from the bench. Really, you're talking about Jock earlier, and we mentioned he didn't play a lot in that second half. Um, how do you feel? about where, what he's shown in these first couple of games and, and where he sits, because he's one of the, for, those, for me, he's one of those guys when we go to those smaller lineups and he's our only big, he looks really comfortable in that role and maybe a little less so as the, as the four next to Bainsey. Yeah, I think, yeah, it makes sense. Look, he, he, looked, he looked good today at the five at times. I think he's just happy to buy into his role you know um, that's the hardest thing with national teams i think his first campaign he was getting his feet wet didn't really know when to go when not to uh, what am i doing here and i think he struggled with that like probably hit him after the first couple of games of the tournament he just kind of was in his own head a little bit mm-hmm. comes back has a great year in the nbl wins mvp um but then everyone in the national team is essentially the man on their club team or close to right so i think he's understood by watching kind of you know, what Baines he's done, what I've done, other guys he's played with, he's like, what's my role? The national team's all about let's win, let's come together. And I mean, I love Jock. I love his mentality. I love the way he goes about it. And I think he's bought in, he's really bought into to what the Boomers culture is about. You know, this might not be a Jock Landau campaign, but maybe in 2024 or 28, 
it might be more surrounded around Jock Landale and then someone else below you is playing the role you're playing now. And that's, mm. that's kind of how the national team works. Mm. I, I sw- I, I, when I've watched those minutes, I just wonder whether they kind of, for him, somewhat resemble a lot of what he experienced with Melbourne United this year, you know, where it was a lot of, it, they look like those, those lineups with Barlow at the four as the, as the stretch guy and you got four out and then he's the, the primary big and operating with a whole bunch of wings and ball handlers and playmakers. Yeah, potentially. Look, it all depends. It depends who's at the other end because, you you know, Jock is an undersized five at times. Yeah. Like, you've got a Balanchunas or someone like that at the other end. Not that they're in it, but, you know, a big like that, a big brute strong guy, then you probably want to move him more to the four. Um, you don't want him wrestling long-term with those guys because it's just not his strength, right? So, um, yeah, you can definitely do a mixed hybrid like a team like USA that are playing Draymond at the five. Even Bam, I'm not too worried about with Jock Garden and Bam. So I think with those teams, you can do it. But it's a, probably a case-by-case basis for the most part. And what, what, who else has stood out to you? I mean, we've touched base on most of the, uh, most of the guys. You, you mentioned Duop before. You said he's been a nice surprise. Him, anyone else who's kind of taken your interest? Yeah, I mean, Dewop, one concern I had with the roster before, I didn't even know much about Dewop um, for some reason. And I hit up a few fellas and they said, man, he's like during camp, they said he's, he's, he's legit. He's got a chance to make it. Like he's, he's having a great camp. Yeah. And was we don't, you know, Bainsey's great at, you know, ring contesting and whatnot, but we, we didn't have a guy. I thought, that's why I thought Humphreys would have a chance because I thought we needed a big body that would come in for 10 minutes, um, protect the rim, maybe clothesline someone if they need to, you know, use a few moving screens, just, just, impose their physical presence just for a short spurt. And that's why I had Humphreys in there, but Dwop's been that guy, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, the surprise and bonus out of him is he can knock dope and three ball down. So um, he's been really good. But yeah, like I said earlier, I think Matisse has been awesome for me. Mm. He's about, he's a smiling, smiling assassin. Um, from what I heard, his personality is fitting perfectly with the boomers culture. They love him. And he, he just, he just plays as hard as he can. And he's just so good defensively, he causes so much havoc at that end. And then the bonus is, is, is that athleticism that was probably missed on the boomers. Like we're not the most athletic group, teams, but um, you throw Matisse in there and that's a, that's an elite level athlete. You know, you're like, wow, like this fits really well with high IQ Delhi and, and the shooting of um, Patty and, and Joey and Bainsey. And then you put in a guy that can just run. Yeah. It looks fantastic. Big time. You know, his length and his quickness on those closeouts to contest shots. And then his first few steps in offensive transition. Gone. And he's ahead of the he's ahead of the pack. Yeah. And and you don't see many people blocking KD jumper. Like <laughs> overhide that a little bit and maybe look into it too much. But KD shoots it from above yeah. his head. Like I've never seen many guys block that. If they do, they're getting a piece of his arm or his face or something. And he did that with ease and took off in a transition. Mm. KD was even like, what the hell? Like, where did this guy come from? So yeah. this is going to be invaluable. I spoke to someone as well, um, you know, about it. It was actually Mike, uh, Mike Procopio, the co-host on, on Robos. He said, this yeah. is going to be, this is a massive step for, Th- for Thibel. And he thinks he's going to have a massive, massive year bouncing from this form to the NBA next year. Yeah, for right. Sixers fans, because um, you can kind of see it all coming together for him, starting to figure it out. Felt like we were going to get screwed out of it by the officials late in that one, just quietly. There were some some calls going, yeah, you know, K getting just dragged to the to the floor. The turnover resulted, and then the the phantom bailout call on the out of bounds. When I thought they, I think they called that on Dally. Then the out of bounds not called. Joe was had his hands in the air, and luckily we beat the five guys on the floor and the eight guys 
that were out there at the other three guys as well. Yeah, it felt like it felt like RAC Arena at times. <laughs> <laughs> for real. All right. Well, last question. What what next for us over the, the course of these these warm up games in Las Vegas, heading over towards Tokyo? I mean, we've got Nigeria. We've discussed that game and what Gorge, how Gorge might approach it. Another game against the US. What, what do you think? Apart from like how we Gorge approaches it from a chess match and a cagey perspective from us looking at the tape, trying to build on what we do, what do you want to see us continue to grow with? I think just continue the balance of, you know, the offense being able to go transition, being able to go drags and being able to slow down in the half court. Um, look at times, I think the concern would be out of game one was at times it was ISO orientated and that can, that can hurt us in fever where possessions get to under 10 seconds and then we just want Patty to, to bail us out. Um, you put a lot of pressure on Patty and, you know, he'll have nights where he'll shoot the ball very well. But if he's having a night where he's not shooting it well, what are the, what are the counters? What are the options? What, what are we doing? So that's why I like having Delhi out there because he'll he'll generally find something even late in the shot clock. So that's probably the only really major concern is is that. But I think we've had a good hybrid mix on both ends of the floor. Like defensively, we're doing a lot of different things. Mm. Offensively, we're, we're mixing it up. Um, for me, the, the number one priority for me is health. Is health. Right and making sure guys are getting enough reps to stay in a shape and be as, as healthy as they can. So like we said, Delhi's not cramping in game three or four or, or Baines' knee's not bothering him in a semifinal like he hurt his grind um, in 19. So, um, yeah, for me, it's going to be health. So tomorrow's game will be interesting to see what they do. I, I This is how I would handle it. I would rest a lot of the starters tomorrow or not play many minutes at all. Mm-hmm. Today, have a nice training session that next day then go use that next USA game as a, as a full on normal game. And then you got a couple of days prepare for the, for the, you know, us, uh, the Olympic village in Tokyo with, with all the shenanigans you got to go through, probably just getting, even getting in the country is going to be a bit of a nightmare from what I've heard, gone through all the protocols and all that. So there's a lot of stuff that's going to be energy sapping um, outside of basketball with coronavirus and, and everything going on and the, you know, Olympics and getting your gear and the, of course. And fair. So a lot of distractions, especially for the first time Olympians. So that'll be interesting as well. But health for me is the number one priority right now. Awesome, man. Well, uh, congrats on the uh, the Channel 7 gig, by the way. Looking forward to hearing you and Case and, and Drewy cover the games. Looking forward to getting behind the mic. My, yeah, my, my one, number one goal is to get Drewy off the fence on any tape. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as someone asks him a question, he doesn't answer it. That's, that's really what I'm there for. Good luck. You're going to keep him accountable. We need an answer, mate. We need an answer. (laughs) I like it. Thanks again for jumping on. It's great. No worries. Thanks, Lee. Speak soon.